right. Welcome community group leaders to our first deeper podcast where we help you confidently lead your groups. My name is Jeremy Wynn, and I have the privilege of being the discipleship team lead here at the church. And I'm joined by Joe Hishma, our lead pastor. Hey, thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. And I absolutely love this whole concept. Because I, I view you as key leaders in our church. You are shepherds that are regathering our people that have been in isolation and out of fellowship. And I just can't wait to just go through this with you. So thanks for connecting with us. And in today's podcast, we are going to be taking a deeper dive at what does it mean to be a Christian? We are in a new series, Sound and Safe, and we're going to be looking at the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. But before we get to that, uh, we're going to do a time, each podcast titled Growing Together. And so this is a time where sometimes we might share a story of what's going on in a community group. We might give you some best practices or tips or resources. But we want this to be a time where we actually grow together. So send us emails of feedback, of questions that you have, challenges you're going through, stories of success, because we want to use those and incorporate that within our podcast. So you can send an email out to Warren Wilson, and he'll uh, gather those uh, emails and requests that you get, and we'll use those in the podcast. That's so, right. And his email is his email is w wilson yep at fbctopeka.com. That is it. That is All it. Right. That is Warren's email. Okay, so today's growing together. It's going to be about our community groups page on the website. So we want to have a one stop shop where you can get the resources and the documents and the papers that you need to be set up for success as a leader. So that place. So you can go to fbctopeka.com, and then up at the top, there's a little icon that says connect. Click that, and then go to community groups, and you'll be able to see our webpage. The, the web address for that, it's fbctopeka.com slash connect slash community. So this week, go check out that website. Check out, um, we have the different content options, how to access right now media, answering other just different questions that we covered in our all group leader training. And give us feedback on that. If you think it's the worst worst website you've ever seen, let us know. We want to make sure it's the best website and the most helpful for you. Or if it was was really helpful, let us know that as well, because the point of it is not um, anything other than we want to help equip you. All right. So that was our growing together segment. So now we're going to jump into God's word. And so we're going to use the acronym REAP, like we call people do every day in their daily devotion. So we're going to start out by reading the passage. So we're in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and I'm going to read it. It says this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us and in Indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are, witness, we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. 
All right, so that was the passage. So now we're going to take a little time of examining it and going a little deeper. And you know, Joe is preaching this weekend and going over this, so we're not going to repeat anything in his message, but we're going to catch a few nuances that were not in the sermon. So first, Joe, take us just a little bit through the process. As you studied and looked at this passage, how did you get to that main overall big idea of what does it mean to be a Christian? Take us yeah. through that process. Okay, so if um, if you've studied First John, you'll realize it's it's a it's a letter that John writes, in defense of the person and the work of Jesus, in defense of people living in fellowship with God and others, and, and in defense of, of then taking what God has given you and giving it joyfully to others. And so as I, as I looked at this, um, John is writing to a group of people who thought they had outgrown Christ following. And they, they started believing in a, a, a false belief called Gnosticism, which separates the spirit from the body and goes all in on spirit, but ignores everything to do with the flesh and everything physical. And so that was literally robbing them of a practical experience in their walk with Jesus. And it turned them into more of a spiritual country club that only had a few people that were the enlightened ones, and everyone else was just lowly and based on the earth. And so he's saying, look, no, 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 don't fall for those other beliefs. An authentic follower of Jesus believes, first of all, in the, in the, in the human side of Jesus and the divine side of Jesus. Uh, a, a true follower of Jesus, what it means to be a Christian is, is someone then who lives in fellowship with in loving fellowship with God and each other. And then the third thing is that they're 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 joyfully the, the gospel comes full circle. It's filled their lives and it overflows from their lives into everyone around them. You can't ignore people is what John is saying. And you can't ignore the love of God and a love for people. And that's what he's going to call them into. Mm, that's great. And and the title of this series, it, I think it's, I missed You it. did. It was Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound. Yes. All right. But that's okay. I forgive you, Jeremy. You know, there is grace. There is. There Lots is grace. Of grace. Lots of grace. All right. Next question is involving... So there's a word in verse 1, in 1 John 1. Yes. We also see this in the the Gospel of John 1. And it's this word, beginning. Yep. So John, same author, uses the same English word, is it used in the same? And what, what insights does that give us? Okay, great question. If you might be doing this, and I'd encourage you to do it on our reading plan, if you were to read like every Monday is First John, the passage we're going to preach about on the weekend. And then if it, it's as if you looked in your concordance, the side of your Bible, there's all those little passages. It's as if you, when you're reading that, I started putting into the reading plan all those verses that talked about it. And, and that beginning, that word beginning was used in John chapter 1, not just 1 John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, it means in the beginning was the word, and John was doing an illusion there, not illusion, he was, he was kind of going, when, when Israel, the people of Israel, or any Jew heard in the beginning, they went to Genesis 1, right? And so John 1 is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, and, and uh, he was in the beginning with God, okay? So he's making the case that Jesus truly is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Here, though, it's a different beginning. It's not the beginning back to creation. It's the beginning when Jesus declared himself the Christ. So that's what the, the cases he's making is ever since Jesus has said it, ever since Jesus acted in his power, 
ever since Jesus rose from the grave, the gospel as we know it, that which was from the start, that's probably a better word for that rather than the beginning, from the start of when Jesus proclaimed it, I've given it to you. I've seen it. I've heard it. I touched it. I testify to it. That's from ever since the historical gospel is founded on the person, the work of Jesus. Excellent. Wow. Well, thanks for the insights on that word that in English, it seems the same, but there there, there are differences there. That's right. Okay. So now I'm going to skip to verse four. Okay. Now again, in in Joe's sermon, he's going to break down the entire passage, but I'm going to just zone in on something in verse four and it's the word joy. So when we did an all group leader training, we talked about how our definition of a community group is a group of people joyfully sharing life as they find and follow Jesus Christ. And joy is something that we all long for and desire to to have. And and John talks about joy. And the point that you're talking about is that what John is getting to is this idea of joyfully sharing the gospel with others. So can you explain how, what does that mean for John? Because I, I think about that and I think the first way I get to joy is not always sharing the gospel. And yeah. so that's something that has to grow in me and maybe others that are listening. But how did John get to that place? Okay. So let's follow the progression because usually people, especially when they start, they don't have joy when they share Jesus. It seems more like an obligation. And I've I've seen people terrified and fearful Christians, and it's been far more than COVID. It's been far more than anything that's happening in our world today. It's been, I don't want to share the gospel. I'm too concerned about it. I'm too afraid. What will I say? What if they ask me a question? I don't know. What John is saying is he's keeping it simple. He's saying, look, I heard of him. I saw him. I touched him. And I lived with him. I live now. I live in fellowship with the risen Christ, and I live in fe- loving fellowship with my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Who else do I want to experience this joy? And so I think that's how he approached his life. It he was willing to give his life. Now he died of a natural cause, most likely on the island of Patmos, um, and he died at an old age. He he, unlike the other apostles, didn't wasn't crucified upside down or burned at the stake or stoned to death. Um, But he was willing to give his life for it. And as a result of that, he was willing, that's his greatest joy, is to take the gospel and give it to others. And I'll just say this. Our world is threatened by the gospel, and it resists it. It doesn't want to hear it. It uh, calls it child abuse when we lead our kids to Christ. It calls us um, arrogant and intolerant when we share it with people, um, hoping they would believe it, saying, why don't you just believe your own stuff and don't share this Jesus with me? And that's why we've got to prayerfully (laughs) just trust and follow and obey God, because joy follows obedience. Mm -hmm. And anything that I'm afraid about, I have to... I have to trust that God is at work there, and if I follow him, he will give me joy. But at first, it's, I'm resistant to it. Yeah. So ultimately, John said, I mean, he, he was the elder spokesman for the gospel, and when he shared it, it was just joy to him. That's what I want to be. That's, that's at least our target, to joyfully share the gospel. Excellent. So we've, we've read the passage, we've examined it. We're going to transition out to how do we apply this? Because we want to have the Word of God not only be something we know, but have it be transformed in our life. So I'm going to just piggyback off of that joy. So then how do we, in our daily life, how can we begin to cultivate that heart of joy 
especially as it relates to the gospel and sharing the gospel. Yeah. So for me, for me, I have to have a person that I'm praying for. And that's why you and two is so big for me. I'm praying for two people. They COVID has showed me my neighbors. I've had a much deeper relationship with my neighbors. And there's a few of my neighbors that don't know Jesus. I'm praying for them. And I'm looking, I'm looking for an opportunity to experience joy with them. And that might just be having them over for a party. That might just be checking in to see how they're doing. That might just be stopping instead of driving by and having a conversation. But I want to celebrate some joy so that our relationship deepens, so that there might be an opportunity for the gospel to come through, versus not knowing them, knocking on their door, and pitching the gospel like a door-to-door salesman. I think the relationship is going to move more in joy because my heart's going to love them more rather than just obeying the obligation of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it goes back to that relationship of deepening that relationship with God, that relationship with his word, and that overflows into the relationships around us. We can't help but share it just like we saw with John Mm -hmm. being so committed to it. That's right. All right, so here's the final application question I have is, um, you know, as we're, as individuals, and then as we're in our community groups, what's, what's the one question that you want us to be asking and be working through in our community groups and wrestling together so we can really begin to apply what, what First John is sharing in this passage? Yeah, so I think the big one is, how am I a Christian being, <laughs> okay? I mean, you hear a lot about human beings, okay? <laughs> but if you're a Christ follower... It's a really good question. How is Christ being in me Uh, so that he's living and thriving in me? Because John's going to say, well, you'll believe in him, you'll live in loving fellowship, and you'll joyfully share him with others. And your joy will be complete when that happens. And I, I look at that and go, how am I being what Christ is calling me to be? And what, as I look at one of those things, number one, I, I believe, I believe in Jesus. I believed in Jesus for a long time now. Um, but you know what? My heart still stirs when I think about an 80-year-old man standing up in front of a church and reading First John, who literally saw and heard and touched the risen Savior. I just go, wow, man. Someday we will, now we see through the mirror dimly, but someday we'll touch him and we'll be face to face. I can't wait for that, where faith will be made sight. Secondly, fellowship. Man, we're called to fellowship, and fellowship is hard. It's hard, especially when you sin, to keep that fellowship with God. And next week, we're going to be learning about confession and how that is the way back. Confession is the way back. Not covering, but confessing. And then, and then that whole picture of joyfully sharing. I just want, when Jesus, when I speak about Jesus, I want it to be joyful. I don't want it to be a program. And so that's what it means to be, at least what John has outlined in those first four verses, and that's what I would say. What does it mean to be a Christian being? Great. So community group leaders, as you're in your groups, I mean, obviously individually in your daily devotion time, but in your groups, ask that question. How am I being a Christian? How is God transforming my heart? That then leads to these different actions, but it's got to start in the heart and who I am and that relationship with Christ. Well, we're going to move now to prayer. So, Joe, yeah. would you just pray a prayer of blessing over our, our group leaders and just you. over this passage? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us enough to tell us and to speak to us. And, Father, as we lean in and we hear your word, and I just want you to be reflected through us. Maybe we would be people who, when we hear, we say something, 
we <laughs> excuse me, we reflect you. Uh, may we be people who are always showing a picture of who Jesus is in our words, in our actions, in our attitudes, in our posts, on social media, everything. May it point back to you. And Lord, we just commit every person who's in community to you right now. Thank you for their willingness to say yes to it, to join in. Some of the groups are new. Some of them are just forming. And I pray that you would bless them with good leadership. Some of them are regathering after a long time off. And uh, some of them are going through rocky times, and some of them are just going through a great blessing. Use each one of these community group leaders to shepherd their, their group with the heart of Jesus. And Lord, may you move all of us as leaders to a greater heart after Jesus and reflect him in all that we do. It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, Joe. Well, we're going to we're gonna go to our final section before we close, and that is uh, we're going to say, what's the weekly reminder? What is the thing that's coming ahead that you need to be aware of? So this is just to save the date. So February 25th, a Thursday evening from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m., we're going to be having a, a deeper experience over the book of 1 John. So we're going to do an extended night of teaching and go through the entire book in three hours. We're, we're going to give you some more details. Details. We'll tell you how to register and explain some more things, but this is just for you to save the date because February really, 25th is going to be up here soon. I'm really looking forward to that because there's very few times that I can do the whole book of, of something. We used to do this, I don't know if you guys remember, Catacombs several years ago, but this is one of those gatherings where we kind of really bring it like when the word was originally given, what did that look like to read the word and then try to teach the word from that? Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yep. So save that date, February 25th, and we'll be giving you more details. All right. Well, that's it for the podcast. So thank you for joining into this episode. I hope that this has helped you be more confident as you lead your community groups. We are in prayer for you, and we are alongside you as you help people find and follow Jesus Christ. Thank you. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.